0: that's giving me anxiety my anxiety means that I'm not worthy so therefore I'm not going to try anything new because what if I fail and if I fail then I'm not worthy and it's just this lube
1: you are listening to the fluorescence podcast this podcast is here to challenge you to think differently about how you currently live your life And I hope some of these conversations encourage and inspire you to step into your true aligned purpose. We'll chat about all things business, lifestyle and a bit of sustainability. We are so excited to have you along for the ride. Hi everyone, just a quick disclaimer that this episode We talk a little bit about sexual assault, anxiety, and depression. So I just wanted to include that in the beginning as a trigger warning. Thank you. Enjoy the app. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fluorescence Podcast. I have a very special guest on today. Her name is Cheyenne and Cheyenne is a self-empowerment coach who helps women like her to step into their power and have a better relationship with their mind, body, and soul. Cheyenne has been in all kinds of jobs. She has tried both hospitality and personal training, but she just knew that she was here for more. Her soul was being called to life coaching to teach others all she had learned on her own inner journey of self-love and development. Welcome Cheyenne. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. So am I. I'm absolutely loving this chat and I can't wait to dive into your story and a little bit about you. And so one question that I always ask my guests, and it's a way that we celebrate you, and I didn't send send this question to you either. And so it is, what is one win for you (laughs) in the past week? It can be anything, personal or business.
0: Oh, one win for me. Um.
1: I think like,
0: and this is just to get real raw, real quick. Like, I think just really honoring my menstrual phase, to be honest, like, yeah, I got my period on Monday and I was just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to. And it wasn't in a way of like, I don't want to serve or anything like that. I just knew that I really wanted to serve me. And so I did. And that was a huge win. I just let go of the shame, let go of the guilt and just really... into my room and just set up my special space and just allowed myself to be and I'm so glad I did because it's given me I guess a real sense of power for the week so yeah that was definitely my win
1: I love that and that is I feel like a really vulnerable share so thank you so much for for sharing that with us and I've actually been loving like listening Um, to all like the reels or the stories that you do around your menstrual cycle like I can personally say that's something that I've never really looked into or thought about like how I am affected when I am in my cycle and what that means so I definitely think you're sharing some really valuable information and like where did you have you always been really in tune and like listening to your cycle is it something that you've looked into recently um, oh, thank you for your beautiful, um, words and acknowledgement. Um,
0: and, uh, I remember learning about it when I was little, like, obviously my mum told me like, this is how period works. And I was, I was pretty fascinated by it, to be honest. I was like, wow, like my body does that. What do you mean? And, um, and then obviously you get into school and there's just so much shame around it. And it was just like this thing of being like, Hush, hush. You know, it's a thing that girls get, and you basically just have to, like, you know, wear a paddle stick a tampon in it and be quiet about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and even when you didn't feel like doing sport, like I would, I would forge notes like to get out of sport because I didn't want to do it. And the teacher would be like, you know, exercise is the best thing for it. And I'm like, you're like some 45-year-old male. How do you know what's best for me? Like I just always felt that there was this massive misunderstanding around it and it honestly hasn't been until the last – two months. Like I've been learning a bit throughout it, like how our hormones and stuff really work. Um, but more so like the last two to three months that I've really started tapping into it and just listening and letting it guide me and working with it. And seriously, like my mental health this last month has been amazing. Like probably the best that it's ever been, just because I've really been working with my body and listening to it instead of coming from a place of force and pushing myself to do things in a
1: phase when I'm not supposed to do anything I find that really interesting because I like had my experience with like getting my period when I was very young was like no one really taught me anything I come from a Pacific Islander Catholic background so and I was the oldest of three Mm. too so no one really told me anything about it and I just had to kind of figure it out for myself and I was quite a shy kid too Mm. so it's something that I definitely tried to hide and something that I didn't really want to talk about either so for you to like be talking about it more online I think is so special and like a lot of girls I feel like will be able to benefit from that because like back when I first got my period like Instagram and people sharing their lives and helping people was not really a thing so I think that is so so Mm -hmm. need more knowledge around it like you said your PE teacher like how the fuck can he even say that like he shouldn't even be allowed to Mm. say that because one he's not a female and two you just can't yeah you can't say that to a young a young woman especially them when they're going through something like so important and so crucial for them and like they're growing up and they're yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I'm, I'm sorry to hear that
0: that was your experience because it is something that should be empowering to us. Like, you know, my intuition is insane when I'm on my period. Like it's insane the messages that I receive and just the energy that I feel towards myself and towards life. Like, yeah, of course I have those moments where I just cry and just, you know, want to be held or just want to cuddle my teddy in bed. Like, you know, but accepting that that's a part of it mm. is like, is is so beautiful. And, you know, it really is a journey too. Cause I had like, there was so much shame around it growing up. Like I remember even my dad said to me, and you know, I, I love my parents so much, but I remember he said to me, you know, like um, I think I just bought a packet of pads or something and I had them on the table and he was like, Oh, you know, make, make sure that you, you, you put those away. Cause men don't like seeing that stuff lying around. Mm. And that stuck with me wow. so much that, I would always hide. I wouldn't even tell my partner if I'm on my period. And now, like, it's literally on my calendar, on my kitchen bench. Like, I don't care who sees it. Like, if anything, look at that shit so that you can work with me in those phases too. Like, it needs to be a conversation that's had because it's not, it just amazes me that it's still so taboo and it's literally something that happens to half the population. Like.
1: I know it's definitely gotten better, but there is still so much work to do. So Mm. amazing that you are talking about it. I think this transitions nicely into, I would like you to tell us a little bit about who you are and your story and your journey.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, Oh, when I read this question, I was a little bit like, Oh, easy, you know? And then I actually sat down and was really trying to answer it. And I was like, who am I? And I remember, that used to be a question that would take me down quite a dark spiral when I was growing up, you know, like, who am I? What is my purpose? What am I doing? Like, and now it's just like, it's, it's something that excites me. Um, so I am a young woman that is on a mission to make the world a better place. And I feel that that starts with making myself a better human and giving people the tools to help them be better humans too because it's very easy to be in a state of surviving. That's what we're taught to do from such a young age is just survive and we're not really taught how to thrive and I feel like I'm here to teach people that it's possible to thrive regardless of what you've been through. Um, So a little bit about my story is that as a kid, I always felt like this outsider always. Like I always was this really weird girl. I was that girl at school that would run around like a horse and was just such a free spirit, you know, and I didn't think anything of it growing up. I was just like, this is me. And if I have no one to play with, I play with myself. And then it started to get to a stage where I was, I was, I guess, picked on for being the weird one. Um, so yeah, I really started to, to put myself down and in this like in this box of just trying to fit in and I suffered for it for so long I really got into this stage of people pleasing and just trying to live up to these unrealistic expectations because I just wanted to be accepted and it it got really dark for a really long time um you know I I I really, really struggled with self-harm and I really struggled with, um, having relationships with people. And when I did have a relationship, I would hang on so tight because I would be so scared they're going to leave. Um, and it, everything just came from a place of fear and, um, yeah, it was just that constant seek for external validation because I didn't have any love for myself. Like I couldn't stand myself. Um, And yeah, I went through some shit, like um, I was sexually assaulted growing up and that impacted my life a lot, like in a really, really heavy way. Um, You know, I lost a lot of friends and I got really, really depressed and anxiety was just through the roof. And I just remember thinking like, what's the point anymore? And I was in that space for a very long time. And then when I was about um, I was about 13 when I first started going to counseling. Um, so that was before the assault happened because I was just in a dark space as a kid. And I just said, I remember saying to my mom, like, you know, mom, and in, in all honesty, like I'm, I'm struggling. Um, so she took me to see a counselor. I didn't really get along with her too well. Um, she just wasn't really for me. And then, yeah, I was in a situation, like I said, where I was, um, assaulted and i'm i'm really apologize if that is a trigger for anyone because it is a really hard situation and so i started seeing a social worker after i was admitted to hospital for suicidal reasons and yeah i it was really weird. Like he knew that there was more to why I was feeling the way that I was feeling, but I was very, very surface. I was like, nah, can't be spoken about. I had so much shame and so much guilt around what happened. And it was eating me from the inside out. And about a year later I spoke up about it and had to go through the whole court process and and all that. And it, it just drained me. I felt so empty. I felt so disconnected and numb to life. And I just remember thinking like, surely there's more than this. Like, is this it? Is this seriously it? Like, I remember I was like 16. I was really heavily medicated on antidepressants. I'd obviously gone through all that stuff. I didn't really feel like I had any friends. And I was just like, is this seriously it? And then I started smoking like a lot of weed to kind of get myself I guess away from feeling how I was feeling. And because it was just a social thing, I started to feel accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, I started hanging out with people and I had friends. Um, You know, it was wagging school so that I could go do that so I could hang out with these people. Um, And then obviously meeting those kinds of people kind of led me to other people in a good way, actually. Um, I ended up finding someone who's a solid person in my life still today. And it's cool to see how our paths have evolved since such a you know, so long ago. I don't know, my story, it's, it's a big question. It is I a really feel. big question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry if I've tangent on a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just felt really lost for a really, really long time. I was always in jobs that didn't really fulfill me. And I just always knew that there was there was more and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Mm-hmm. But I just knew that I wasn't ever gonna give up until I got there yeah and you know I'm so glad that I listened to that because like I'm exactly where I want to be in my life right now and to look back at that 16 year old girl who was you know sitting in hospital thinking that this life isn't worth living like my Mm -hmm. heart just hurts for her because I'm like girl it's so worth living Mm -hmm. and keep listening to that voice um because yeah like I'm I'm literally here to I guess turn that pain into a purpose
1: yeah and,
0: and share with women what's possible for them on this earth and in this life and that it doesn't have to be what that current experience is or what you've gone through like that doesn't define how it's going to be forever mm. so yeah I guess that's
1: kind of my story like no you did um, like an amazing job and like the question it is a very big question and it's really one that makes you kind of reflect on your whole life and you think wow like where have I come from and who am I now and where am I going and I just want to first like acknowledge you for sharing so vulnerably and so openly with my audience like I so really appreciate that but yeah like as shitty as some of the things we go through like to be able to turn those into fuel and I love that your like brand is like feel your life like that is literally what you've done you are living proof mm. that no matter how fucking crap the stuff that you went through was and how some of the thoughts that you had inside your head was so dark and so negative like you are living proof that you can really do like a 180 on your whole life and just listening to your story and like oh my heart breaks like counseling from such a young age like to only be on mm. this earth for 13 years and have to um start going to therapy like I personally I think I might have started going to counseling when I was like maybe 18 or 19 and then in, com- mm. in comparison my younger brother has been going since has been going to counseling since he was like maybe yeah 13 or 14 and I, I look at him and I go wow like oh it just my heart aches to think that you have all these at such a young age have all these dark thoughts like I feel like I'm personally mm. lucky that I almost made it to 20 years without having very dark and negative thoughts really impact my life Um, but like which it truly makes the most and it, it is so simple what doesn't kill us makes us stronger right like it is so true mm. it's so cliche but so true and just some yeah. of the things we've gone through and to be 16 years old and be aware, like you knew that there was something else, like, and being not mm. like heavily medicated too, like that could so easily cloud your judgment and keep you in a very like foggy headspace and you're not really, you can't really see the light at the end of the tunnel, but for you to have that awareness that maybe there is more to life, like maybe this just mm. isn't it and this isn't going to be like my life experience, I think is is like so amazing like I can't even believe that you had that awareness at such a young age and I I think that's so epic Um, and like this transitions nicely into the next nicely into the next question as well which is I want to really like dive deep into what triggered your self-development journey or your inner work journey Mm -hmm. was there like a pivotal moment in your life or was it something that gradual over time that you started maybe you were doing it and not even realize that you were starting to self-develop yourself. I would love to yeah, chat more about that.
0: Mm, yeah, totally. And
1: thank you so much. Like, yeah, it just warms my
0: heart and, you know, to even be able to have the privilege to connect with you and, and talk about this stuff and also talk about your experience too, because I feel like by being vulnerable, it kind of opens that door for other women or other people to be like, you know what, it's safe for me to talk about some of the shit that I've gone through too. And I feel like the more that we create that space, the closer we become as, a, as humans. Um, so, yeah, and, and you mentioned something before that was like, um, what was it, you know, I think that when I was 16, like I, I did have, I guess, self-awareness, I had awareness, sorry, that I knew that I wanted more, but Mm. I had to go through still so much shit to get there. To get to that point. You know, like, yeah. And I guess like what triggered my own self-development journey is that I guess that always wanting wanting more. Mm. Um, it just it started so much with jobs, like jobs that I was working in, like had so many jobs growing up. Um I was working always in fast food and I was a manager at Mac, Mac, like McDonald's for a while. And um, I just remember thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore and just changing it. Like I've always just been like, no, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to the next thing and just making it happen. Cause I don't know. Like I was just like, well, no, one's going to do it for me. So I'm going to do it. And then I started working in the mining industry and worked my way up there um, doing fly in, fly out and, I was working in hospitality and, you know, this isn't, this isn't anything against anyone that works in hospitality. I'd just done it for a very long time. And I was like, is this really what I want to do forever? Like I didn't have any other qualifications behind me. And so that was when I was like, you know, I was really into fitness and I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer. Like I'm, I'm going to do this. So um, I started, learning a lot about that and, um, you know, did my set three and four in fitness and, um, you know, made the call to quit the mines for a while, go back to Perth and do my course full-time just to finish it. So I was doing it online and I just wasn't getting anywhere. And um, yeah, I was, I was doing that and I just loved all the mindset stuff that was behind it. Um, Obviously I was training already for my own personal reasons of like wanting to be fit Um, and it was coming from a place of wanting to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was coming from the wrong place. Um, and what I obviously realized is that I, I really just needed acceptance within myself. And it was really cool learning about that in, um, personal training. And so I started doing that and was working at a personal training place in Perth. And then, um, the situation, like the relationship that I was in at the time was very very opposite to I guess what I the standards that I have for myself now um and I didn't realize how much of a toxic situation it actually was for me and it was crazy because I was doing all this mindset work and you know, like really starting to go a little bit deeper into things and learning more about myself and obviously like how to be, how to be the best person I can be for my clients. Mm-hmm. And yet I was suffering so much on the inside. Um, and then I remember I was looking online one day and there was an ad for the coaching Institute and I had no idea what it was. And it was just like I can't even remember how it was it was like how to how to level up and be a good coach or something like that or how to be the best coach and I honestly thought it was like from a place of personal training and I was like hell yeah that's cool yeah so then anyway I was they were running a free two-day workshop in Perth and I was like I'll just go like you know I don't know what I'm gonna get out of it and so um I just went there with an open mind and my mind was blown it was fucking blown and I was like these are the people I've been looking for my whole life like this is the shit I have been looking for like just everything that he was saying was resonating with me. So, so, so much. And I just made some of the most incredible connections with the people there that I, that was two and a half years ago. And I still have contact with them now, you know, from some two day workshop, but it was because it just brought everyone together. And that was in March, 2019. And the guy that I was with at the time, I remember I rang him and I, cause I just signed up to do my remedial massage course and I rang him and I said, look, like, I don't want to do that course anymore. Like, I want to do this course. Like, I feel like it'll be really good for me. And I was in a position where I didn't have very much money at the time and he controlled all the finances. Wow. So he was like, yep, no worries. Um, You know, I'll pay for that. That's cool. Because um, obviously it was like a loan kind of thing. He was like, just put down my bank details. And I was like, I felt really weird about it because I've always been someone who has, I guess how do I word this? Like I put a lot of value on, on buying things for myself. Mm. You know, like I never wanted someone to buy things for me because for me, that that's not what love is. It came from a really wounded place of like, I don't want him to pay for anything for me. And he was like, look, no, like I, I love you. This is how relationships work. Like you do things for each other. And it was just like, okay, like, okay. So anyway, I was like, yep, no worries. Signed up to the course. And then two months into it, I was learning so much about it. And was just absolutely loving it. And I remember the lady that I worked with at the gym, she's like, I can so see you doing this. Like, this is awesome. And I was like, thank you. Like me too. Like, I finally feel like I've found like my jam, you know, like this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And then um, my relationship situation got really, really abusive and, and really toxic. And to the, you know, there was, there was a lot of violence and I was just like, I just had this literally this trigger moment where I was feeling so empty inside. And just this shell, and I just remember thinking after a comment that he made, um, a threat that he made, just thinking, is this the life that I want for myself? Fuck no, no way. I'm worth more than this, and I'm not going to settle for someone that is supposed to love me when I'm so much more than this. This isn't what love is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love myself, and I just remember packing my shit and calling my friend and being like, do you have a spare room where you live? And she was like, yep. And I was like, I'm, I'm moving in. And it was literally the day I moved out of that house. And I was just like, it was just that it was terrifying, you know, like he controlled everything. He controlled all the money he paid for everything. And, you know, it was always that thing of like, how are you going to live without me? Blah, blah, blah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really does get into your head, but I felt like I had this community behind me. I had this, this foundation behind me of like even just the things that I'd learned in two months on this self-development journey was like I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get there but my why of knowing how much I'm worth and that anything's possible and anything is better than this Anything is better than this situation right now. And I don't know what it is, but anything's better. And I just I called the school and I was like, look, can you change all the bank details? Can you change this? Put everything in my name. And I just showed the fuck up for myself in that moment. And it's been since then. It was literally like a switch that flicked. Yeah. Um, and it's been since then that I've just started going so deep into all of this. And like I said, like really turning that situation as well, such a painful situation into such a purposeful mission
1: Mm. if that makes sense yeah um yeah that like just listening to your story like that just sounds like the most like radical like action of self-responsibility like you really took action for yourself and to like come across that coaching course by chance and like even like even just listening to you it just sounds so old school to what I'm used to hearing now like usually like you want to do some personal development so you sign up for an online course or whatever blah 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 but for you to like come mm. across the course and go like a two-day in-person workshop like that's fucking ballsy as it is like you hadn't yeah. ever, like, been in that like self-development space or coaching space at all and the first thing you did was a, a in-person workshop like that is like very brave and I feel like that's something that takes a lot of courage to do so I commend you for that and just think like that is so fucking epic but it just sounds like really from you starting to work on yourself like your whole life changed pretty much and you really started to understand what you were worth and why you were here on this earth and I think like just from listening to your story through doing the inner work you were able to that courage as well to realize within your Mm. intimate relationship that like no that isn't what you want anymore and I just yeah thank you so much for sharing your story and like I have um like a bit of a similar experience I was in a it it wasn't as like obviously abusive as um yours but it it was a toxic relationship and I was with someone from 15 15 years old to 20 years old so a a very Mm. long time for such a young girl and I d- definitely did cling on for dear life because I didn't, I didn't want to be alone and I didn't really, I was like, this is it. Like I, I, and I got to the point where we were 20 years old. Like I literally was like, okay, this is what my life is. I'm going to have to marry him and I'll, and I'll live an average life. Like this is what I, I've chosen because I am choosing it every day. And that's what I had decided on. And then I don't even really know what happened, but just something, something changed inside me and I and I got the courage to to end that relationship and I was so ready to be single and grow and develop by myself and then my bloody current partner I meet him a week later and I was like universe what the fuck I was like I'm I'm not ready for this and it was definitely a testing time especially for my partner I was like I'm not ready for a relationship because I thought what my previous experience w- was of a relationship to be controlled and my ex partner had the like, undiagnosed compulsive lying. Like I thought that's what love was. And I was like, I don't want to be mm. trapped. I don't want to be controlled. So that's why I had so much resistance to be in another intimate relationship. But once you experience a good relationship, you're like, wow, no, this is what, this is what I totally fully like wholeheartedly deserve. And mm yeah it's not until you really and it, it is another cliche thing you have to love yourself you just have to love yourself before you can accept anyone else in, into your life because until you love yourself you just you don't have that that worth and you don't have that courage mm. to really like step up for yourself like you did like same day moving out moving into your friend's house like again that takes so much courage and you obviously did the work to be able to make that move and take that action and just flip your life pretty much upside down
0: yeah yeah it was definitely a crazy time and yeah thank you so much and just for you know sharing your experience too like I'm I'm sorry that you went through that and that, that was your normal and it, you know for such a long period of time and it, it's crazy how triggering it can be when someone nice comes along because it's like hey what's your agenda you know like what are you about um and it's really just about healing those parts of ourselves and i guess that's what i've been doing because i i really played the rescuer you know in relationships too i'd be like no mm-hmm. no like i can help him like it's okay and then i just remember like oh just this light bulb of being like, girl, you can literally morph into something and be in his pocket and be this little thing. That's always there, like this guidance angel. And he still is not going to listen to you or change. He has to want that. Yeah, It doesn't matter how much you want it for him. And then I was just like, all this energy that I'm pouring into this situation, I could be putting into me. Like it was just all these, mo- like all these possibilities going like ping, 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 ping in my head. And being like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? This isn't cool. Like, and yeah, obviously, like the aftermath that came after that, like it wasn't an easy situation for leave and mm. the, like to leave, and the chaos went on for months and months afterwards. But I just knew that it it was gonna be it was gonna be worth it. And I became so obsessed with human behavior from it too. And I really do come from a place of love and compassion. For him like no I don't agree with any of the ways that he ever treated me at all but I also just think there's a really sad little boy in there
1: 100% you know
0: and I think that whenever someone's being really reactive or abusive and I'm not saying that like I said to really justify their behavior because you know abuse whether it's verbal or physical or emotional, it's it's all not okay. It's not okay. And, and everyone needs to do that healing on themselves exactly like you said and, and learn to love themselves so they have the capacity to give that to others because, you know, looking at it from a psychological point of view, like that's why he was gripping me so tight was because he knew that he wasn't worthy of someone like me. And I'm not saying that to put myself up on a pedestal, but he was so scared of me figuring out that he was treating me like shit and that I was going to leave that he just kept pushing me deeper and deeper into this space of like, I'm not good enough for anyone but him. And I believed it for a period of time, you know? And then I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just had this moment, obviously through everything that I was learning and just, I was really lucky to have a good supportive friend and family network. Um, and I just had a friend say to me once, she's like, this isn't normal. I want you to know that like, this isn't normal. And I was just like, it's not. And then that was when I guess it just snowballed from there. And I'm like, what is normal? Like, and then it just was about, well, fuck what anyone else thinks. Like, what do I, what do I think is normal? What do I want to create for myself? And yeah, like I said, it's just been an evolving journey of that, that exactly. Like, what do I want to create for myself? What am I willing to settle for? What am I willing to fill myself with?
1: Yeah. And like, I think it's really powerful what you mentioned there. Like if you really think about it in a psychological sense, like they have obviously gone through something or they've been brought up a certain way that is making them act how they are in an intimate relationship. And it is really, really so sad and unfortunately like i i'm definitely a rescuer as well i'm the oldest of three so i'm, all, I'm mm. that mum and that carer so i've definitely tried to say let's see if i can heal people let's see if i can change them and get them on the right path but like mm-hmm. as you said like they have to want it and no matter how hard you try you're just really honestly wasting your time and energy and it's something that they do have to really figure out like alone and, and by themselves. And I've seen my ex-boyfriend like a couple of times since we've broken up. And that's almost four years ago now. I can't even believe how fast time has gone. Um, mm-hmm. but, Like he even said to me, like, thank you for, cause he would have never, ever broken up with me like ever. And he was like, thank you. Like for doing that. Like I, like he didn't really realize how sad and depressed he was until mm. I was gone. And like just to imagine like imagine if I never had the courage to break up with him then we would have lived this most like the most mediocre life have never mm-hmm. and we probably would have got to a point of wow really lots of resistance we can't do this anymore but for me it was not only courageous for me to just cut cut it off and in that relationship but like it did the world of good for him too. And you can't see that mm. when you're in it and you never know what it's going to be like until you get out of it. And once you do, you look back and go, wow, like I can't believe that is what I thought was normal. And that is what I thought was, that's how love was or that's how relationships were. And I just think mm. it's so interesting. Like I I'm, I watch like lots of young kids and teenagers growing up and it's just so fascinating to see how they view relationships and how they view friendship. And like, one thing, like when I have kids one day, I just want to, Mm. something I want to say to them, like, I don't know, sometimes I look back and I wish I wasn't, I was pretty much in relationships from maybe 13 years old. There might've been like Mm. a gap in there for a few months where I was actually single. And I remember before that time I used to crave, I used to crave a boy so much. I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be popular and like, I definitely had to go through that to get to who I am today. But, oh, mm. definitely something I want to tell my kids. Like, please just do you. I'm like, don't, like, commit yeah. to a relationship so young. And they just, like, my younger brother, who's 17, he's got been going out with his girlfriend for, like, a year. And it's, like, love, you know? And I'm just, like, I know they've got to go through it, but at the same time, I'm like, please just do you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know it's, like
0: relationships are they're a big thing they're a big thing and I feel like they're not really talked about either
1: no you know
0: like there's there's there is a lot of shame around especially you know yeah being in a young relationship like your parents always kind of look down on you in that sense of like oh well you know young love or whatever but but for you in that moment it's 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 Everything, it's your world. And when you're not taught how to have good self-esteem, you're gonna settle for someone that treats you like shit. Because in those moments where they treat you really well, it's it's the most indescribable feeling, you know. You feel so worthy and so important, and that was a big thing for me because I didn't feel like I was worthy of being loved. That when someone did love me or their miscon their construct of love I was just like yeah yeah cool I'll give you everything I'll give you all of me like I had no awareness of what boundaries were I had no awareness of what self-respect what actually I didn't have a, a awareness of what self-respect was but I completely dropped that for someone else mm-hmm. you know like I didn't know that having boundaries was actually self-respect I didn't know that saying no was self-respect or that Um, you know, speaking your truth, expressing your needs, like all these things are a huge piece of self-respect. Like, and I didn't know that. I just thought it was me being too difficult or me being, you know, too needy in a relationship. And it was because no one ever fucking taught me that, you know, you're actually allowed to express if that upsets you or whatever. It was because the experiences that I'd always had there was always a consequence for me speaking my truth or for me saying no, or for me being like, Hey, well, that, that wasn't really okay. There was always a consequence. And so I just started being really silent and it really took me a while to kind of find my feet. But like you said, like having that courage to speak your truth and leave a toxic situation. And that can be, like you said, a friendship or a relationship or a, a family relationship, anything, you know, like just really being like, uh, I don't want this to myself anymore like I don't I don't want to be a part of whatever you're doing like I love you and I'll always have you know I guess space for whatever you are but that doesn't mean that you're my responsibility mm-hmm. at all I'm my responsibility like you go you go do your shit you go fix you I'm going to I'm going to just do me and try and figure me out
1: Uh, yeah and like definitely just like this conversation I feel like there is like yeah you have a typical health class or whatever in high school and to be honest I don't even remember what they taught us but there's such a need for more coaching for young people especially Uh. in high schools and like even like I feel like a relationship course or relationship coach or something is so needed as well for teenagers right through to young adults like to just have that support there if someone needs, like people think like when you go to, usually it's when you're married and then there's an issue and people are like, oh, let's go to marriage. Counseling mm. or whatever. But why can't you be proactive about it? And like, especially even like if it's a fresh or new relationship, there's nothing wrong with going to get advice or support from an external party. And I think that is something that is, that is so, yeah, definitely needed. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and start diving into around your coaching journey so one of the questions I had was like what are some of the current themes or life situations you have noticed in your clients before you start working with them Mm. um so it's something that is
0: quite recurrent I find is so many women suffering from anxiety Mm. and you know I really try and be conscious of my language when I'm talking about an experience, um, but they they are suffering, you know, and it is just a really common theme, and it's this anxiety of not being enough and feeling like everything that they are doing is just not getting them anywhere or not enough for this person or not enough for this situation. And it creates this real fear of wanting to try anything new out of that fear of failure because they don't feel worthy. Like it's just this massive loop of like, I don't feel like I'm worthy for anything that's giving me anxiety. My anxiety means that I'm not worthy. So therefore I'm not going to try anything new because what if I fail? And if I fail, then I'm not worthy. And it's just this loop. Mm. Um, And then because that's such a, I guess, a common experience and they're not being lit up by life or not living life to how they know or not even how they know, but they're not living life the way that they want to or being fulfilled in any of their ways. That's where this depression happens. And so many of the girls that I've worked with have had that experience where they've gone to, A social worker and basically been experiencing you know high anxiety or you know feelings of disconnection or abuse or whatever and they get told straight off the bat look you have depression Mm. look you have this look you have that like you are mentally ill and it's this label that is just slapped across you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that mental, like full disclaimer here. I'm not saying that mental illness doesn't exist because 120% it does definitely exist. But then there's also this part of like, we experience so many traumas big and small from the day that we're born throughout our whole existence. And none of that is really acknowledged
1: Mm.
0: in that second where we're told in, we have this diagnosis of this, like, here, take some tablets you know and there's just it it's just it really hurts my heart that there's no recognition for anything that that person has currently been through or are currently experiencing it's just this regurgitation of of suppressed emotions that are still being ignored Hmm. um if if that makes sense um
1: yeah like um, yeah yeah that's so that's so interesting and I can actually feel my like my heart like beating a little bit because just some of the things you've mentioned it's like it's bringing me back to how I was only literally like a few years ago and like counselors therapists great if you find the right one for you and it's a good match amazing but I still feel like counselors they're still very swayed towards that mainstream medicine and Mm -hmm. and this is something that I'm I've struggled a lot with my younger brother as well it's like um. Yeah. Straight. Like. Straight. Diagnosis. You're depressed. Here's your antidepressants. ADHD. Here's your. Here's your medication. And just like how that actually affects them inside is just insane. Mm. And being on medication is the fucking scariest thing in the world. Um. And I'll probably open up about this like at a later day. But like he, the um counselors mixed. ADHD meds and antidepressants, and one of the side effects of that is seizures. And he had an episode wow. of like seven seizures, and it was just the most fucking scariest thing in the world. And like, yes, counselors, therapists are great, but I feel like there's definitely a need for, and this is where I think coaching comes in, and why coaching is. Mm-hmm. So- um needed now and a lot of people are looking towards coaches because I feel like it's a much more holistic way of looking at things Mm. you're really going Mm -hmm. back to the root and making people not feel like there's something wrong with them like let's have a look at all these things you've gone through and then and then look at how that is affecting your attitude and your mood and your behavior now like you're just mentioning around so many girls dealing with anxiety like just very quickly, my experience with, with that was I didn't really know what anxiety and depression was growing up. I was quite sheltered from that. And then my first mm. experience of it was my one of my best friends. She had a panic attack and like um, hyperventilating and things like that. And she went to the counselors and they were like yep we've got anxiety so that's what i thought anxiety was like <laughs> like full on like a, a physical mm. reaction and so when i started to have m- like major like i was overthinking every single day worrying about the future and the past like i didn't have any i couldn't link it to anything i just thought something was wrong with me and even on like, i'm just doing 24 and probably when i was 21 i was I remember just crying because my mind was so tired because my mind just worked in mm-hmm. overdrive and I couldn't, I, there was no fucking thing to explain it. Um, and so, oh yeah, I just think coaching is definitely like it is on the rise and it, people, people like you going through what you've gone through and turning it into fuel to be able to help other people is so mm. amazing and just really, and because you're not medically trained as well, your first thing isn't like here. Have some tablets, have some medicine, and see how that mm. helps. Because, yeah, antidepressants and medication like that is just—it's a very scary world. And it, yeah, it does hurt my heart that a lot of young people are um, instantly recommended that when they when they through the mainstream medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally, I resonate with you like so
0: so much, and the like, and that's the first thing that I'll always like that we are taught to look at in in the coaching training that I've done as well. And something that wasn't looked at for me um, is what is my environment, mm. you know, and that question itself, like that that wasn't asked for me, you know, it was just like, Oh, here you're 14 years old. And you've just gone through something pretty full on. We're really scared of what you're going to do. Um, we're going to put you on these really heavy dose of tablets for a while. Um, and nine years later, I've only really just, I've been off them for a year now. I was on them for nine years, you know, like they ruled my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you know, like there's gotta be some long-term side effects from that too. You know, like I've struggled with gut health issues for a really long time. And I'm like, is there a connection between the two? But that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Um, But, you know, when I really started to be exposed to the question of like, okay, what is my environment? What am I feeding myself mentally, physically, all these things? Like, what am I putting in my body? Like, you know, even the links between like sugar and anxiety are insane. Like, you know, just that connection itself. And what, what people do I have in my life and what am I consuming on my phone every day? Am I, am I reading or exposing myself to unrealistic expectations or um, you know, like content that's just making me feel like shit. Like none of that was ever a conversation that was had with me until I was, you know, and I'm really lucky. I stumbled across it when I did. Um, but until I was like 21 mm. and I needed that when I was 14. I needed that because I was in my room all the time. I was on my phone. I was comparing myself to girls on Instagram about how I didn't look like that. And, you know, I had obviously just gone through quite an intense trauma and I was just isolating myself away because I did what I thought was best. I didn't know any other strategy. And I wasn't really taught any other strategies either, you know, like, and I just, I do, I think it's so wonderful that coaching, I'm totally with you, that coaching is coming into, into like into, into life now, into, in so big into our awareness. It's Mm. awesome. Like, you know, there's people like you and like me and so many other coaches that I know that are just like things that we are taught from such a young age or, this real like rigid masculine kind of like box uh, attitude towards everything like it's not working anymore it's not working so let's let's do something different and yeah I just think I do I think it's so fucking magical and it excites me so much at what's what's to come
1: through it all Mm, definitely yeah it so warms my heart that is definitely something I'm trying to think of the right word to use like coaching I don't want to say it's trendy because that's not the right word but it's definitely something that is growing and a Mm. lot of people are realizing that it is something that is needed in their lives and I can see just on my own Instagram like community coaching I is definitely focus like towards like young young adults and generally women as well um so it'd be cool mm. to see in like the next five to ten years one what comes out for men I think there's a huge lack of support for men and then yeah I agree younger, younger teenagers like from 12 12 year old or 10 years old upwards I think there's definitely a massive massive need for that um mm. and such an awesome line of work I would the next question I want to ask you is say there's a someone listening now a young woman or man um, who is feeling so lost in their life or maybe they're having very anxious thoughts or worrying about things and they might have a little niggle like you did that they're here for more they don't even know mm. where, to look or where to start what would you say to that person mm.
0: You know, when I was reading this question, I really, I really tried to tap into that thing of like, what did I need to hear? You know, like if there was something that I could have been told when I thought that things were never going to get any better. Um, and I had people tell me that it would, but I didn't believe them. Mm -hmm. Um, trust yourself, trust yourself in that inner knowing, I don't mean listen to to that bullshit voice that's like you're not good enough or blah, blah, blah. Not that chitter chatter. Don't listen to that. But that gut. Remember my dad said that to me once. He goes, always listen to your gut. It's never wrong. And that's been the best piece of advice I've ever had in my entire life. And it would be that like listen to your gut, that feeling in your belly, that fire that's like, you know, either telling you that you're in you're in a bad situation or that you're in a Good situation or that there's hope in what you're doing it would definitely be to trust that like get a coach like I'm not just saying this because I am one I'm saying this because I have one Mm. I've had one for the last three years and it's been the best thing I've ever done like if I had access to this when I was 14 when I first started seeing a counselor holy shit I probably would have never been put on medication, you know, never been in a relationship because I would have, I would have had that self-esteem to be like, nah, that's, that's some bad shit, man. I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I've, I've got standards to myself. Um, obviously I, I went through all of that to get to where I am now. Like I don't, I don't regret or shame any of it. However, If I knew what I knew now, and so many people say this, I feel like, you know, one of those older people that's like, if I knew what I knew now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Uncle Bob, whatever. But, you know, like honestly, if I knew what I knew now, I would have, I would have seeked out life coaching earlier, so much earlier. And that would be my biggest piece of advice is like, get a coach and know that it's okay to work on your shit. Like, let it be exciting, let you be your project. Because you can create the biggest masterpiece that you, that you want in this life. Like you just, you just got to lean in and, and trust that feeling of like, oh, I don't know about this, you know, like,
1: cause anything that's anything that kind of scares you
0: is good for you. Yes, yeah. Well, that's what i that's definitely what I've learned.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I fucking love that advice. I feel like that is very, it's simple to the point And like, this is something like I'm still working on as well. It's like trying to understand what's your gut and intuition and like, what's your ego or like your shadow voice. Mm. And I think what would be helpful to people if they've never even really thought about that is to just like journal what's in your head and just like get it all out onto paper because people don't really realize even some of the thoughts that they're thinking in their subconscious head until you, vomited out on paper basically and really see oh yeah you know, the thoughts that you're that are consuming your mind and I think that's a really good place to start um definitely yeah, yeah. I should have mentioned that actually now that you've said that I'm like how
0: did I miss that like <laughs> well like let just, me dot point let me dot point like get a journal get a coach and like start connecting with your breath mm-hmm. those three things are just like fucking game changers honestly
1: yeah no, nah, those top three, those are epic. And I think I'll definitely pull that out as a little soundbite and chuckle on Instagram as well. Three things, so simple, so powerful. And yeah. yeah, like having a coach, like we are constantly working on ourselves. Like that is literally what life is. Like for the longest yeah. time, I thought that what well, I, I was a very... um strong academic at school and then I went to uni and did all the things and for some reason I thought once I left uni I didn't have to learn anymore and like that's absolute <laughs> bullshit that's the beauty of what life is is learning yeah it's only growing and evolving and like get a coach it doesn't even need to be in the traditional sense like maybe it's just a mentor or someone in your life that you really look up to or a friend that you can meet with once a week or I've tried accountability buddies in the past and me and my friend wrote up a little contract and what we're gonna like pull each other up on it could be whatever really feels good for you but it's just a matter of finding that right amount and right person to support you and that's so okay it doesn't mean you're broken Mm. or anything like that the best people like literally the most successful people in life they have a fucking team of, of coaches they have so oh many yeah people. yeah yeah definitely and like you
0: can't heal alone mm. you simply can't like yeah you can do you can you can read some posts on instagram or you can look up some things or you can you can do a course or whatever like that's all that's all great but i think that connection of having someone with in those moments those vulnerable and chance that's where that transformation happens and exactly like you said like we are here to learn like it's like there's this end point we're always trying to get to always you know like exactly like you said like you know once I once I leave uni like I'm done learning and like That is literally our divine human experience is to constantly expand. Mm. And I think when you really let go of the expectation of being like, I have to learn this much by here or I have to do this much by here and just be like, I'm just going to expand. Like that is literally my goal. And that could be 1% one day and it could be 111% the next day, you know, like just that thing of I'm just here for all that life is and to expand myself like it it becomes so much fun
1: Mm, definitely and like once you once you find your groove like definitely like my self-development journey has kind of gone in waves and I kind of get to a point where like this is my perfectionism coming in and I'm like Mm. I'm gonna meditate once a day I'm gonna read 10 pages and I'm going to do this and then it just feels like a chore and so that's definitely something I've been trying to listening to my gut as well what feels good for me and what I can integrate into my routine into a healthy way otherwise I'm like let's do yoga let's go for a run let's do this let's do that and it can Mm. be overwhelming so I think just for people that are just starting out their self-development journey just to gravitate towards something that you've been that you've always been interested in and wanted to give a go and just start there Mm. And just see how it feels and then you slowly as years go on you integrate more and more things like for me recently uh meditation and me have definitely been a love-hate relationship over the past probably like four years and this year I'm really committing to hopefully by the end of the year it being a daily practice because I just think it is the most phenomenal thing and it comes back to just breath work and really understanding mm. your breath. and so like this is my first week that I'm going to try and do it every single day and it's been epic so far and I feel so good uh only like five to ten minutes so easy but just a matter of yeah finding what works what works for you yeah definitely
0: and making yourself a priority Mm. like that's so important because filling, filling your cup is the best thing that you can do for yourself and for others. And we're brought into this culture where it's like, no, 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 no. Like I have to put myself last on my to-do list because I got to be here, here, here and see this person and do this and do this. And you burn out and that shit is exhausting. So having that taking that hour or even half an hour for you every single morning, whether that's to go for a walk and listen to your favorite playlist, or like you said, five minutes, five to 10 minutes of meditation or breath work. Like, you know, and and it's different for everyone. Like you said, it's about finding your groove and finding what works for you. Like personally meditation, like it doesn't work for me. Like I, I get too lost in the chitter chatter in my head that I have started leaning more into breath work because yeah meditation just made me feel really frustrated because I was like I can't meditate like I just want to be silent in my head because all I was focusing on was trying to be quiet and it doesn't work like if you're it's like being like don't focus on that pink elephant you're you're just gonna be like pink elephant the whole time so um for me like just listening to empowering affirmations when I first wake up in the morning and then taking like you know, ten really, really deep inhales and really, really long exhales. Like for me, that brings me back into my body. I start feeling conscious. I'm on the right path for the day. Like, you know, and that took me three years to get to mm. from doing meditation and hating it, and then trying
1: other things. Like, but you, you're not going to know what you like until you try something.
0: You know, yeah.
1: and that's like important to note as well. Like. Yeah, like you, not everyone's going to love doing meditation or lo- love doing yoga and that's totally okay. Everyone is different. I feel like mm. a lot of people try and force it and they're like, something's wrong with me. I mm. don't like this or don't know how to do that. And so, yeah, I definitely think that is something that was really really important to mention. I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. I forgot. <laughs> I think I forgot. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone's listening and they like, absolutely love... Um, What Cheyenne has shared, then she is going to drop all the juiciness of what she offers. And she also has a very exciting workshop coming up next week and it's free which is just amazing such epic value and that is just such a a generous offering to give so i love for you to just spill the beans on that tell us how one people can connect with you and kind of what offerings you have in terms of one-to-one coaching and then how people can access this free workshop that you're doing next week yeah cool oh thank you um i'm i'm so freaking excited um
0: you know, there's just so much passion behind what I do. And that was one of my core values to live this year is passion. So, um, yeah, I'm literally incorporating it in every area of my life, especially my business. Um, so how you can find me, I'm mostly present on Instagram. Um, I am on Facebook as well. It's just Fuel your own life. So F U E L your own life. Um, And yeah, so there's, there's two different ways that you can work with me. So I do have my one-to-one program reconnect, which is um, basically I teach you everything that I know, everything that I know. And um, that's my private coaching. That's really high touch, really high support, really intensive one-to-one experience. So if you're just like, yeah, I'm just ready. Like I want to be where she is and I'm just ready to fucking level up. That's the way to go. Um, and then I've got my group program, which is going to be launching on the 30th of April. I'm so excited. So that is the, um, I know I've been working on it and I'm just like, oh my God, it's finally all coming together and I'm shitting my pants with excitement. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's, it's going to be a good one. So it is called the Ignite program. So Ignite Your Fire and this is basically for women who are just starting in self-development, they're wanting a better and a healthier relationship with themselves, a supportive community of like-minded women um, and where we focus on next-level mindset environments some resourceful strategies and how you can start living a conscious life and being turned on by life and excited and, and feeling everything and not being scared of your emotions, like learning to love them when they come up. Um, So yeah, that's going to be launching on the 30th of April. I'm going to touch a little bit more on that uh, in my free training for anyone that's attending. Um, So yes, my free workshop that I'm running, which is called find your magic and find your magic and protect it. So how to, how to find and protect your magic. Wow. Um, And Yeah, that goes over a course of three evenings. So it's over the 27th, 28th and 29th of April at um, 6pm Australian Western Standard Time as I'm in Perth, WA. And um, yeah, basically, this is just a free event that I'm running to give people a taste of what I do and just really share some like some some juice of what I've learned and really just give some value like what I went to a two-day workshop that was free and I got so much from it Mm. and if I could just give that to other women as well and just be like hey I know that self-development kind of seems scary and it's kind of this like phase that's happening right now but let me show you actually what it's about let me show you what I do um so I'm really really excited for that we're going to be talking on basically how I've learned to have like some bombers fuck self-esteem in my life, create some standards, get clear on my values, have healthy boundaries, and really just learn to like, actually like my emotions instead of being like, there's this big scary thing that I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with, like suppress, suppress, suppress. And then I just erupt like a volcano. Um, so just being, yeah, really getting to a, really learning to get to a space of love really so that's where this workshop is coming from a massive place of love um and yeah just to just to give some insights and some tools of the things that i've learned along the way that i wish i had earlier so amazing that's that and registration is still open that'll close on sunday evening Um, So yeah, if you do want to come along, um, it's going to be a private Facebook group. So it's all going to be recorded and stuff like that. So if you can't make it and you're fretting about that, don't worry, I've got you. Um, And yeah, you can go back through and watch everything. So yeah, I'm super excited just for the energy and the power. Like I can just really feel like, and you know, like I said, during my menstrual phase, I'm really intuitive. Like I can feel it in my stomach of just like, this
1: is going to be so good. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. That sounds so epic and it sounds like it's going to be so much value and to be offering it for free. I just think that is so amazing and I will definitely be tuning in. I am four hours ahead of you though, so it's 10 p.m. my time, so I might be catching the replays because I'll generally be in bed by then, Um, but just a quick one on the registration close. This episode goes live Monday morning is there any chance if any of the okay. listeners want to jump in if you could that's cool yeah like let some of them in if, if people choose to jump in then um on monday morning. yeah definitely or lunchtime or something like that um definitely yeah. yay that's awesome that's so exciting um yeah i can extend it until monday night actually okay yeah, i'll cool. do that i'll do and, that
0: because obviously i'd love for people to be able to hear this and then be like oh no like i hate that thing of when you listen to podcasts and you're like fuck i missed it yeah, like, like a year later no, or something <laughs> so,
1: yeah. yeah exactly you're like i wish i
0: knew about this sooner so
1: yeah i'll definitely i'll keep it open till monday okay for sure perfect. thank you so much and and we'll promote the episode like over the weekend and stuff as well and i'll like drop the links and send them your way too so hopefully if anyone does Um, feel called to join that they can do it that way too Um, but I just want to say a massive thank you for jumping on my podcast and sharing all of your wisdom and the good and the goodness that you have to offer the world it has been such an amazing chat and I feel very uh, blessed for all of the stuff that you shared with us today that's
0: okay no worries and thank you so much for having me like seriously so much so much gratitude and appreciation for having this opportunity to have this conversation with you for, you know, one for me and for you and for anyone that that's going to hear it. Like I, I just, I guess with everything that I've been through, if me sharing my experience can just help one person, you know, it's, it's all, it's all worth it. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. And I've loved every second of our conversation today. It's been phenomenal oh that's so sweet thank you so much it's okay and keep doing what you're doing too like honestly I love just the way that you're showing up in the world and you know you've got this this source this podcast that's you know I know how much podcasts can change my freaking life so mm. I think it's great that you're having these conversations with thank so many people you're thank welcome. you it
1: means the absolute world and like Some people have been reaching out as well and just kind of dropping in and saying, I listened to this app and I loved it. And it just like, like as you said, if you change one person's life, like job fucking done. And honestly, it just Mm. my heart. Like, yes, I see the numbers. I can see that there are humans listening. But until someone takes time out of their day and tells you how this has impacted them, it's like, wow, like I'm actually doing the thing. I'm actually doing what I love yeah. and it's very fucking fulfilling and I know you'll you'll understand this too and yeah so thank you I really really appreciate those kind words.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you.